Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is December 14th, and boy, has it been a long while since I've talked to each and every one of you. In fact, it was all the way back at Thanksgiving was the last time we talked. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a while. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to this podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, where we cover the 11-time Carter Cup champions, the Hershey Bears, proud affiliate of your Washington Capitals. I'd like to take a second to thank you for the Hockey Podcast Network as we kind of had to deal with something. And this is a subject that I really never wanted to talk about. That it was something that maybe, hopefully, that we didn't really have to experience. But unfortunately, it's the way of the world. And before we get into everything, we just got to talk about it. The Hershey Bears dealt with, unfortunately, Corona Chun came to Hershey. The Bears, all the way back on Black Friday, which is November 26th, all the way back then, before their game in Rochester, New York, it had been revealed that the Hershey Bears head coach, Scott Allen, and assistant coach, Patrick Wellard, had been set aside for COVID protocol, that they had tested positive for COVID. Okay, well, that sucks. We never really dealt with it last year. We kind of got lucky, but okay, we have these protocols in place. We'll throw some uh, other coaches out there, and uh, we'll, we'll get through it. 
we'll get through it. Uh, we kind of got destroyed seven to three, and uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that game. That uh, let let's just not talk about that. It was then revealed that the following Sunday, the Bears and Phantoms game, which was supposed to kick off a six-game swing where the Bears did not lead the state of Pennsylvania at all. So, Sunday's game against Phantoms canceled due to COVID protocols. <sighs> okay, we're going through this. I thought we were done with this crap, but anyway, fine. Whatever. Whatever. The hockey gods also to us showed another door were open to me and my crew as we got to take our first hockey road trip of the year, and I got to go to Newark to see the New Jersey Devils take on the Philadelphia Phantoms. And that was a great trip to be able to go to Prudential, but that, my friends, is another show. We will deal with that on another show, not today. So as we got later on into the week, games got canceled again. It was announced that that Wednesday's game and Saturday's game against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the entire three-game set were all postponed. COVID protocols, reports of possibly 10-plus players and personnel all tested positive for COVID. You know, in the NHL, they typically have a player or two that goes into COVID protocol. In the NFL, they dealt with this. But when you have 10, and I heard as many as 12, you can't field anything. So unfortunately, the virus going to virus, and we have to sit aside for a week to 10 days, and let's just reassess everything. Unfortunately, it didn't stop there, because yours truly, unfortunately, last Tuesday, I started coming down with a bit of a cough, some sinus congestion, a bit of a dry throat. I thought it was just the changing of the seasons. Nothing more than a sinus cold. I've dealt with a bunch of these before. But it wasn't until last Wednesday when I started. I got body aches and chills and fever of a buck two. This isn't good. I haven't felt this way since. Yeah. So I went and got tested myself. And lo and behold, I tested positive for COVID. No real big surprise with the way I was feeling all the way back on December 2nd. So, unfortunately, yeah, I did. I got COVID. I, I, I've isolated here. I took a, um, my job gave me time off for it. And I just basically took a week to sit around in pajama bottoms and make sure that Disney Plus subscription earned its keep in my house. And worked on a few other things as well. So, why am I telling you all this? I'm sure a lot of you are tired of hearing about COVID, vaccines, and all that in the world. And I completely understand that. I'm right there with everyone. I like to provide transparency to everyone. I like all of you to be on the journey with me. Stupid phone is telling me Las Vegas scored. Let's just keep going. And I like to be honest with everyone. Because I do not work for the Hershey Bears at all. I have no connect. I have no ties to the Bears, at least officially. I put on my blue jeans and work boots and work the afternoon and evening shift and grab my lunch pail and go to work just like everyone else. So I just want to be open and honest with everyone here. 
And do not take what I'm saying as like, am I vaccinated? Yes. If you expect me to come on here and tell you that this is a pro-vaccination speech and all of you should go out there and get there in boosters regardless of what you think of it, no, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm just here to tell you why last week there was no show whatsoever for two reasons, because the Hershey Bears and myself had to deal with COVID. Unfortunately, I didn't like it, but I got through it and so did the boys. And last Sunday, they were back out on the ice, practicing. Brian Helmer leading the practice. I guess after a week, we got negative tests and had enough out there so players could get back out on the ice, and we start practicing yet again. Two games against Wilkes-Barre were postponed for later dates. And finally, finally, everyone, as we got to Saturday, December 11th, after two weeks of waiting and hoping and wishing we finally got Hershey Bears hockey back yet again. Yours truly rebounding himself about 85% healthy at the time of this podcast. And for everyone, I'm just glad to be talking hockey with everyone once again. So let's get right into it this past weekend as the boys traveled up 81 to, to the arena in the shadow of a mountain as the Bears took on the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Baby Penguins up there at Mohegan Sun Arena off of I-81. Now, unfortunately, this was supposed to be kind of a, a great big road trip reunion as, as myself, my crew, several out-of-state friends. We were all going to kind of converge on this game and really enjoy the road trips and traveling hockey once again. <laughs> no, that did not happen unfortunately but I watched from afar on my big screens here and we got underway it was Wilkes-Barre's ugly Christmas sweater night and they were they were fine contrary to what my boys think I think these were fine you had a white body with the baby pens logo on it gold shoulder yoke Christmassy numbers on the back that were black with yellow outlines on them and in their regular black lettering. They had um, like fox knitting, you know, trees and penguins on them and they were, they were fine. I had people who looked at these and thought they were hideous. I have seen worse. The freaking Toledo walleye wore elf themed jerseys. You know the Will Ferrell movie that everybody worships this time of year? Yes. Jerseys that look like what elf Will Ferrell wore. Those were ugly. What Wilkes-Barre wore was tame in comparison. So you know what? No bitch from me. I liked them. They were fine. And the Bears, of course, wearing the chocolate road jerseys, as it is always meant to be. And we are underway there at Mohegan Sun Arena. Matt Trust there on the show, friend of the podcast, as Zach Fish was just getting getting out of the last days of all of his protocol as well. And um, it's, it's a typical Hershey-Wilkes-Barre game. Wilkes-Barre getting through some of their own COVID protocols. The Bears getting through there. So it was two teams kind of getting back at it. And you know what? It was fine. It was fine. It was a 6 o'clock start up there in Wilkes-Barre, a little weird. They're experimenting with 6 o'clock Saturday starts. It seems odd, but hey, let's go with it. 
But four minutes into the first, as Valtteri Tori uh, Pudzinski um, took a one-time pass, Neil fires, scores, gets past Phoenix Copley, and just rifle one by him. Copley tried to slide over, and it just slid under his arm, and the teddy bears start flying in Wilkes Bay. What? What? It's their teddy bear toss night? Oh, this ought to be good as I'm watching the uh, the live feed of it. And it's the loud, booming, uh, mutant Pittsburgh horn up there in Wilkes-Barre, which I absolutely hate. Um, the, the Phantoms are worse, but that's another show. As Wilkes-Barre just starts chucking bears, throwing them, throwing them, go, go, go! And... For those of you who've watched the Hershey Bears one, this was about, uh, I'd say, an eighth of what the Bears have done. Were there teddy bears thrown out there? Yeah, there were. And I shouldn't poo-poo this thing that much because it's all going toward a great cause. These teddy bears are collected and given out to kids during the holiday season all around the northeast area of Pennsylvania. It's for a great cause. And the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, they were doing it there at the Electrodrome as well. Great to do this holiday season. So when is the Bears teddy bear toss, you ask? Oh, that's January 22nd. I know. That's after the holidays. It's well after the holidays. I know. The original date was supposed to be December 5th. But going by what we know now, that would have gotten postponed too. So... Oh, well. So this wasn't like Hershey when the teddy bears are thrown. It's about a good uh, up there in Hershey. It's typically about a 15 to 20 minute delay, maybe 25. In Wilkes-Barre, eh, 5, 10 minutes. They bring out the giant tarps and they bring out um, some trash bags and they just start dumping them all in there. And again, it's fine. It's all going toward a good cause. Bring the Zambonis out, dry scrape, and away we go. The Bears were not taking this lying down as, as the Bears, they start pushing back on Wilkes-Barre a bit. Face-off win, Vecchioni, back to Bobby Nardella, fires, tipped in front, scores! No, Molson, did he get it? No, he's pointing toward Bobby, and it's Nardella who gets it. His first goal, back with the Bears in a long Long time. As Bobby freaking Nardella, Irish baby, hello Polly Cupcakes, ties the game at 1 and at 8.18 in the first. And it's 1-1 after 1 up there in Wilkes-Barre. Mike Vecchioni on the assist. And the Bears get a power play into the second period as well. It's never easy at Wilkes-Barre. I will tell everybody this as... They another good faceoff when the Bears were doing really good in the faceoff win circle, as Snively and Molson work it around. Snively back up to the point. Cody Franzen long wrister on the way scores. Finds it past Napier and Cody Franzen. He's back in the lineup. His third of the season power play goal for the Bears, and it's two one Hershey. Yes, love getting those road goals up in Wilkesbury because that's the polite way to tell eight. Thousand wannabe Penguins fans to sit down and no, there's not eight thousand. Oh, okay, it's a Saturday night. I'm sure. Okay, seven thousand Wilkes-Barre fans to shut up. No, go lower. 
Okay, let's check the official attendance here. This will only take a second. It was 5,483. And the Mohegan Sun Arena can easily house about nine or 10,000. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, good to get a road road goal up there. Shut that building down, but the lead was short-lived as Phoenix Robert gets one past Phoenix Copley to make it 2-2 29 seconds later. Holding leads. In fact, doing a lot of simple things seem hard with this team. And this is feeling like a typical Wilkes-Barre game. I've seen this before when we've taken on Wilkes-Barre. They're hard-fought games. They're tense and stressful up there. And we get into the third period. And I'm sure this is a third period where two teams that have been off for quite some time want to go after each other fighting and scraping and clawing for every point they're going to get because we're going to see these guys a hell of a lot more over the next two months. And we get going in the third, and there's a lot of blind passing and neutral zone breakups and dumping into the zone and and collecting and um, and uh, neutral zone breakup. Uh, long passes that don't really go anywhere and... And west of the Pecos, up and down, neutral zone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the period's over? The period's over. Okay. Wow. Oh, God. This, this third period was a slog fest. And not even the good kind. These were, like I was saying... Passes in the neutral zone that got broken up. Blind, long stretch passes. Not even passing with purpose. Sloppy breakout passes. What the hell am I watching? Seriously, if I wanted to watch bad hockey, I would have just gone to Philadelphia and watched a Flyers game. Okay, that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. I saw the ball, and I just kicked it right out of bounds. I shouldn't have done that. Let's move on to overtime. And we go to overtime, three on three. The Bears start out with Gersich, Pilon, and Bobby Nardella up there. That's a screw you. I want this game done and over with. So the Bears and Wilkesbury and Wilkesbury, they played the slow plotting game in overtime. Oh, lovely. This isn't going to be Charlotte where everybody's running and gunning. No, no. As Wilkesbury, they get puck possession and they just skate around looking for an opening. Do a little crisscross there near the blue line looking. They skate the puck around and back out. Time to retreat. Okay. Retreat. Get some fresh bodies. Get some passes in. Go back in. Looking. Crossing feed. Doesn't find anyone, thank God. But gets the puck and takes it right back out of the zone. Retreat. Fresh bodies. Go back in the zone. Skate around. Get some play near the boards. But recollect the puck. Throw it back out to the point. No one's moving in. Can somebody do something? Looks for a shot. Can't find it. Pass along the blue line. Gets out of the zone, but recollected by Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury gets the puck, goes back in. Another crossing feed down into the corner. Two Wilkesbury guys come in, are able to dig it out of the, the corner. Looking around, can't find a lane and skates back out. This goes on for 90 goddamn seconds. Will somebody do something? And I'm rooting for Hershey, mind you. 
I'm watching this and I'm going, dear God, this is just... So Wilkes-Barre plays a puck back in their own zone near Napier and they throw it up along the boards. It's bobbing a little, a little bit, taken in as AJ gets it. It's a two, two mutant two on two, one that breaks out there in the zone and over to Vecchioni. Vecchioni shoots, no scramble in front. AJ pats it into the net. He got it. It's over. The Bears have ended it. AJ, AJF, better than you, wins the game for the Bears in overtime there in Wilkes-Barre. Spoiling the Christmas party. They take the cake. They finish off the whiskey and steal your girl and get out the door. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, as the Bears win in their return from hiatus. Bears win it 3-2 the final. Axel Janssen Fialbi with your game winner. Three stars of the night. Of course, the two went to the Wilkes-Barre goal scorers in Volatieri and Robert. Uh, AJ and his beautiful hair getting first star honors because of getting the game winning goal. And uh, good road win for the boys um, to come back and get one there on the road. And you know what? This is some. This was really needed for the Bears because the two road games before this each ended in the same fashion, seven to three in Rochester and in Hartford, and both games were absolutely infuriating. But now to see that they went on the road and beat a rival handily, I might say, was really good to see. And just, you know what? Good on him. Sorry, just doing some phone things here, just adjusting. So, to get a win against Wilkes-Barre is great. To do it up there on the road is even better. So, that wasn't all for the boys this weekend. They are going to welcome a team from the Great White North, and we will get to that here in a little bit. But first, a word from our sponsor here at DraftKings. I know I'm talking hockey right now, but football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. Who doesn't? But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, you will be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. It's Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Thank you to everyone for your times, listens, and downloads so far. That was a quick word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's get back at it as the Bears were at it on a Sunday night, welcoming their first Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF team from the great white north this year les rocket de laval and oh boy love going to these games because not only is it the one time a year we're only going to see these teams outside of a conference finals visit oh no it is we get to hear the great canadian national anthem oh canada being played before the game along with our u.s anthem and you know what you know it, in all the years of me being you know, a hockey fan. This, my friends, is what I love about it. It's times like these is when I just, I love it because we hear anthems from both countries where both, you know, players are from. You know, yes, I know we, we're in other countries as well, but it's the pride between these two countries that have generated so many players and brought this game to us. And I love it. I really do. The, the red and white that gets bathed throughout the arena. And someday, I am going to get to the great white north. I am going to watch a game up there in Canada. Not sure which team team yet, but I will get up there and I will hear fans belt O Canada at the top of their lungs. That is one of the things on my hockey bucket list before I go. Anyway, on we go. As the Bears were back at it on a Sunday afternoon against Le Rocket de Laval. I can tell you this. A uh, friend of the podcast, Jared, our PA announcer, he was do- getting his work in tonight saying all these uh, French-Canadian names. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just something you notice when you play a team from Quebec. So, early on in the game, Bears once again on the power play. And if there's one thing I noticed with, with Laval, this team is fast. Like, they have speed. They have skill. They have they have beauty and somewhat grace. But this team looks for odd man rushes. And if there's one thing you can't do is blue line turnovers against this team because they have fast, skilled wingers who are just gone. And you just you got to watch out for it. So the Bears get the first power play of the game. And you can tell with Mike Vecchioni back in the lineup. And after about a month off due to injuries, this was kind of the one good thing with the two-week COVID hiatus. It allowed some guys to get healthy and back into the lineup. Is that Vecchioni, when he's healthy, he's a great puck distributor. He knows how to find the open man. This is why I hated the guy 
in Lehigh with their talent, and that guy added on was like adding IMDBs to a battle cruiser. But this guy with Hershey, I love this signing when it happened all the way back in August, and it's paying dividends right now. As Vecchioni finds Snively at Cody Franz and high in the point, just throws one on net. Low one scores! Gets one past Primo. Primo? Who's Primo? Uh, da, 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 da. Checks hockey DB. Oh, it's his eighth straight start, and Montreal really likes him. Okay, good for him. Good for him. But Fronten gets one by him. It's a low changeup that catches the low inside corner. And it was just a great shot. I think Primo was expecting a deflection and slid over to the left. But instead it went, slid over to the right, but it went low left. And it's one nothing Herschel, nice, nicely going boys. But what we noticed in this game is that there, there was a good amount of three-on-twos and the occasional two-on-ones that are breaking out. I don't know if our defensemen get a little pinch happy, if that's the bad choice of words, but there's a lot of times a defenseman gets caught in the offensive zone. And sure, in October, you could say, <laughs> they're just trying to figure out this coach's scheme. I'm sure defense will tighten up. <laughs> it's, our, it's December 14th. Let's kind of tighten this up, everyone. So, uh, but the Rocket, they just, they, they're not going to go away with this. And Alex Bazell, a long shot from the point. You hear a, and it's into the net. It hits somebody's shin guards and goes into the net. Terrence, ooh, as a Terrence and Phillip. For all of you who know that South Park joke, I love you. Uh, Terrence Amorosa gets his first goal of the season. The Bears send team seem to have an annoying habit of doing that and ties the game at 1-1-1 at the end of one although with a lot of chances that Hershey was giving up at the other end this easily could have been two or three nothing and out of hand early and in the second Gabriel Bork on a two-on-one shorthanded chance who the hell's covering on the back because one of because we Went with the four forwards, one defenseman set up, and, some, and our defensemen like to play on the wings. I'm looking at you, Bobby Nardella, and that tends to leave a guy back. But Bobby did try. Franzen got back. Vecchioni's trying to provide the back check to make it two-on-two, two, but can't get there. And, Luca, and Lucas throws one over to Gabriel Bork, who scores. Short-handed goal by the Bears, given up, and it's 2 one Laval, and uh, that was just a really nice crossing feed. A two-on-one, brilliantly executed. Not exactly liquid hockey, but simple play, done right. Speed, skill, beat them. Well, the boys have worked back from leads before, so it's time for them to do it again. And Alexander Alexiev decides to do it on himself, takes the puck down the boards, cuts in parallel with the goalie, roofs the shot, and oh my lord, it's in! He just just found this little thread between the, the goalie's back of his head, and it just goes into the net. He's almost parallel with the goaltender, and he snipes it top corner. Good God! That is a filthy, dirty snipe. Dirty boy! Filthy, dirty boy! Dirty boy! You know, his first goal of the season, and it'd be nice to see a little bit more out of him. I don't want to say the boy's really underachieving this season, but um, been a while since we've heard out of him this year. But anyway, game's tied at two. Let's not look a gifted horse in the mouth. 
Game's tied at two. And at the end of the second period, me and my friends, we were talking about this, and we went, this game is a toss-up. It is both teams are playing at an equal level, and it's a coin flip to who would win, you know? Who would win? Because both of them are playing well enough to win. But let's see where this goes. And the Bears are on another power play midway about 7 minutes to 13 minutes into the... Oh, got this mixed up. I hate, hate it when the White do this. But 7 minutes into the third, another short-ended opportunity given up. Raphael Harvey Pinard is off to the races. Boy, does that sound like a French-Canadian name if I ever heard one. And he's skating skating he's get getting in and uh, who's that getting back on him gets in lifts the stick nice defensive play can't get the shot off arm up and it's a penalty shot for, for that he wasn't dragged down he was he got in a stick check got under him it was just a, a really nice play that that it was a nice defensive play i mean sure in the moment, it might have looked like he hooked him down, but ref wants a penalty shot. So here we go. In skates, Raphael takes it slow, plodding, methodical, looks, deeks, backhand, scores. Raphael Harvey Pinard on a short-handed freaking penalty shot. Three, two, Laval. Now, one thing I kind of forgot to say earlier in this was that about two minutes before this, the Bears are battling in the zone, and they throw one in front. There's a net scramble, and Vecchioni turns and knocks it into the net, and it's 3-2, Hershey! We're in the lead! And Primo points toward the, the, the ref. Hey, I want that reviewed. I want that reviewed. Okay. He wants it looked at. I'm hearing around me, I think he kicked it. Did the, did, there was a lot of bodies in there. He didn't kick it. And uh, the the refs go to the... Uh, we go to the videotape. And they slow it down, way down in front of the goalie. And it's thrown across to Vecchione, who turns his the, the toe of his blade and just... Oh, no. That does look like a kick. And it's not... It's not a coincidental stopping motion. That That's a kick. And, okay. I mean, and Vecchioni didn't even really, like, jump in celebration. He's like, oh, that counts? It ca yay! Yay! I knew what I was doing. Yeah, of course it's a goal. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, I knew I got it. <laughs> Let's just skate and get back to the faceoff so they don't have time to challenge it. Oh, no, they're challenging it. So the ref comes out. No goal. Correct call. Oh, the fans got the rumblies in the solis. And they were getting upset. I'm sorry, everyone. It's the correct call. Get mad at the refs all you want. But get mad at Vecchioni because he knew what he did. He knew that he was in the wrong. It showed by the way he celebrated. So, sorry. It didn't go your way. Go score a goal to get back. But, uh, but unfortunately, they must have took it as, Hey, let's let Laval score instead of us. Two. 
So they go back at it. The power play expires that they gave up the shorthanded on. But they press, press in, throwing everything at this goaltender who's really standing tall. But a big fat rebound in front right there to Pilon, who just comes in, fires empty net, and shanks it right up into the netting. Dear God. And the Bears play on. They get two more power plays in all this. Cannot convert. And with about less than two minutes to go, the Bears are trying to get more puck possession, get into the zone, and get a chance for Fukali to get off the ice. And off comes Laval, using their speed at the blue line to force a turnover. Two on two the other way. Kempney and Domoski back. They're all over Brendan Gagnick, who's They're covering him like he's the only guy in the zone. But... Also, there's Raphael Harvey Pinard, who gets an errant pass from him, who gets it, twirls, spin shots, fires. You know, like those um, um, table hockey ones that you would just spin the player around and he'd just fire a really fast shot, you know, in the bubble hockey games? That's pretty much what he did, and he scores. Yep. That's what gets by Fukali. Um... Raphael or Pinard, his second of the period and of the game, makes it 4 2 Laval. And that pretty much did it. Laval 4, Hershey 2. For the boys to go 500 on the weekend. Your three stars of the game were Cody Franzen for Hershey, Primo for, for Laval, who went 38 for 40, well deserved, and. Rafael Pinard with two goals and an assist. Good day at the office for him. So, my thing is this. Coach said the Bears played enough for a better fate. And I know we said through the second period that that it was a 50-50 game. And maybe there's truth in that. Maybe there isn't. But Laval, four shots in the third. Two of them go in. We held them to 21 shots. And we put 40 up and only two get through. I chalked this up for a different reason. I've heard different reasons across the board as to why we lost, including friend of the podcast telling me that this was Fukali's fault. He knows who he is. And we agreed to disagree on social media that to blame this on Fukali is wrong. That Laval beat us with speed and skill in a division that is better than ours. The North is stronger than the Atlantic. And the Bears are seem to have a problem that we are starting to notice. Inconsistency. You go up and win one up in Wilkes-Barre. You win one on the road to set the tone for the weekend, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. However, you come back home, a bit of a short tur- turnaround, getting back into the groove of your of your road schedule and a team that's waiting for you in Laval and you give up, again, these defensive breakdown moments. For a team that's supposed to be defensively sounded, we're still having these breakdowns like it's October and these should not happen because it's not going to get any easier from here on out. I hate to tell everyone. 
we have a lot of games coming up in a very short time because of rescheduling due to Corona-chan. And at first it was, oh, well, Washington call-ups. Just wait till we get guys back. Okay, we waited. Oh, well, we're injured. Vecchione's out. Uh, Pilon is out. We got to get healthy and we'll be fine. Well, you just had two weeks off to get healthy. And some of those guys in Washington, with the way the hockey gods have been to them, I'm sorry. Help may not be coming this season. I'm sorry. We may not get Beck back. We may not get Scarbosa back. Well, we might. We're probably not going to see Das Wunderkin, Connor McMichael. It sucks. I know. You know, but we're probably not going to see Protoss again. I don't know when he's going to get sent down. And I know it's frustrating, Bears fans. I know it's frustrating to see one guy come up to the Capitals, get healthy, only for another one to get injured. But you know what? Them's the breaks. And what I'm going to tell you, I say out of a place of fandom and love. Cry me a frickin' river. Every other team in the league is going through injuries, call-ups, or whatever. Take a look at Springfield. Springfield was one of the more dominant teams in their division. St. Louis calls guys up, Walker and their goaltender, and now they are on a three-game losing streak and falling fast. Hartford deals with the two in the Rangers. Providence deals with it um, with Boston. Lehigh Valley, as much as I laugh at them, the Flyers are calling guys up as well. Wilkes-Barre in Pittsburgh. This has been going on for two years. I should know. I've seen it. Cry me a frickin' river. You are not going to hold on to everybody. No team is going to stay healthy. we got to get through this. And what I'm, I'm not concerned with Washington's injuries. I'm concerned about a team who should be getting more consistent. You know, getting two wins on a weekend. Or at least... Getting three out of four points instead of just going 500. A team that can win five to two at home, but yet go on the road and lose six to two and just shrug it off as not their night. I want to know what the identity of this team is. And that's an honest question. I asked my one friend, what are we? What type of team are we? I looked at Laval and I knew what they were. They were a fast running gun team. I see Wilkes-Barre. I don't know what they are because it's the first time I've seen them. We've seen Springfield, who are a young and fast team. Hartford, opportunistic. What I've wanted to know is what are we? 19 to 20 games in, what are we, Bears fans? Because as of right now, I have no idea. And we're going to run out of time soon to figure it out. Because... The coaching's going to have to figure it out. And I'm sure they probably do. But, you know, it just seems like we're missing something. We're missing an identity and what we really are. So, that's my little sermon of concerns and stuff. So, let's just take a look at the bear schedule as we will move forward. Because we got a lot of games to make up. And we're going to be making up a lot here in the next two weeks especially right through the holidays, because this week it is a Tuesday road game as we go back up to the arena in the shadow of a mountain to make up against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. 
And then this coming weekend, it is a 3-3 three and three as we go to Springfield. We go back to the Casino Dome and then back home to take on Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And then the Rochester Americans come back on Sunday for the return visit. And then, well, now we get that batch against Wilkes-Barre and Lehigh we'd been anticipating as... Next Tuesday, we go to the PPL Center to come back home to take on the same Phantoms before Christmas. We have our Christmas holiday, and then Monday, back at it, up in Wilkes-Barre on the 27th, and then Wednesday at home against Wilkes-Barre during that lovely little in-between week of Christmas and New Year's. So, a lot of work to get done, boys and girls. So, two weeks off. Time to get back at it. So where do we stand in the division? So let me just bring that up here real quickly. As of right now, the Hartford Wolfpack are leading the division at 12-4-2-1 at 7-11 points percentage. The Springfield Thunderbirds, like I said, are falling off a bit at 682, good for second place. Providence at an even 600 at 10-6-3-1. Hershey at just above 500 at 9, 7, 2, and 1, 5, 5, and 3. Wilkes-Barre hanging above the 500 mark at 8, at 9, 8, 1, and 2 at 525. Charlotte falling back off because of a lot of road games they've had to do. 11, 10, and 2 at 522. And then at the bottom, the Bridgeport Islanders at 8, 13, 1, and 2 for 336. And the Phantoms in the bottom in the basement, in the abyss at 5-11-4-1 for 5-3-53, for but they had a nice little three-game winning streak to make them feel better about themselves. So thank you to everyone for listening to the Gretz and Barrett podcast this week. A little long-winded. I'm sorry about that, but just the way of getting back into the swing of things. Make sure you check us out on Friday as the Friday face-off will be returning as we will be reviewing, reviewing, I'll be recapping the Tuesday game against Wilkes-Barre and we'll take a look at a busy three and three holiday weekend as well. And a few other things on the Grit and Barrett podcast during the holidays, I'm considering because with the NHL, looks like they finally got all their thirds out possibly doing my unofficial jersey rankings for the NHL should be fun. And who knows what else we might have along the way. Of course, Winter Classic's coming up at the end of the month, and World Juniors are coming back. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. So tune in for the Friday face-off as we will recap the Tuesday game, probably give you a Tales from the Road in Newark, and the Friday face-off will return. Thank you to everyone. Thank you for your patience and get out there and enjoy your hockey and we will catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. 
They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.